1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup, when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. And just keeping our finger at that portion, reading verse 12 of Second Timothy, For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. I want to take the six words that are found in the midst of this verse 12. I know whom I have believed. I know whom I have believed. It's good to know. And the Christian is one who knows. And this is a very personal knowledge. You'll notice how he says, I No, whom I have believed. This is a personal knowledge that the Christian has and ought to have. It's a personal knowledge not only possessed by the individual believer, it's a personal knowledge about a person. It's not just knowledge about some propositions and some matters and some things. He says, I know whom I have believed. It's a person. I know a person. And of course he's talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. This is life eternal that they might know thee. The only true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. And Paul says I know whom I have believed. And that's a blessed knowledge that he possesses. And it's the best knowledge of all that a man could have. Not to know Christ is a great sadness. And it's a great danger to the soul. But to know him is great joy and life. So it's it's important knowledge. And it's knowledge that leads to trust. Once you know Jesus, know who he is and all about him, you cannot but trust him. I know whom I have believed. It's led me to trust him. And I've committed my soul to him. And I'm depending upon him. This knowledge that I possess of him drives me to do that. I have to do that because I know him. I want you to think about the Lord that you know. What are we meaning here when we say, I know whom I have believed? What do we know about our Lord? What do we know concerning him? And with the words of institution, as it were, ringing in our ears, we've heard that, uh, keeping parallel with that, uh, and using that, What do we know about this Lord whom we trust? Well, we know 
that he's Lord. Every Christian knows that. He's Lord of all. He's Lord of glory. He's the Lord who came into the world. He's the Lord Jesus. And Paul says, I have received of the Lord that which I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night, so he knows the Lord, he knows the Lord Jesus, and you, child of God, you know the Lord, the Lord Jesus. You have confidence in his lordship. You don't have any doubts about that. He's been made Lord of all. And that's wonderful knowledge. And no man can truly say that Jesus is Lord, but by the Spirit of God. And you're able to say that. You know him as Lord. And then you know that he's true and faithful. You couldn't possibly trust someone who you didn't know was that. Or if you thought was contrary to that. But you have such confidence in the truth and faithfulness of your Lord that you can trust him and you can commit yourself to him. I know he's true and faithful. I have received of the Lord. I'm delivering that on to you. He has the confidence that it's the truth. He has the conviction he's not delivering a lie. He's not delivering a falsehood. He's not delivering a myth. I've received it of the Lord himself. It was that very night he was betrayed. It's historically true. He gave it himself. He said it all out himself. He spoke about it himself. And he's true and faithful. And if we don't learn anything at this table, we must learn that, that the Lord is true and faithful. And he's given us this in that truthfulness and faithfulness. We know he's the Lord who came into the world for us because he took human nature and he entered into history and he was betrayed by people and persecuted by people. So he was the Lord who came, the Lord who was in the upper room, the Lord who historically was nailed on the tree at Calvary. He came for us into the world. This we know. He came for me. He didn't only come, he took. He took human nature. And because he reminds us of that at the table, there's the body and the blood. Uh, these are the ingredients of a human body, a living human body. And so he, he took this body. Historically in time, he took it and came amongst us as a man. I know that. I know that he's the Lord God, but I also know that he is true man. And then he suffered. And every believer knows this. He suffered for our sins. And that's brought out here in this word of institution. It was the night he was betrayed. He was a suffering man. He was a rejected man. He was the one who went about doing such good and yet he had all this opposition. So much opposition that it even entered into the ranks of his apparent friends and one amongst them betrayed him. So he suffered for us and he died for us. This is my body, he says, which is broken for you. This is my blood which is shed for you. And so I know whom I have believed. He suffered and died for us.
And he instituted this supper for us. I've received of the Lord that which I delivered unto you. And he instituted it to give us comfort and assurance. That was the purpose of it. It was so we'd never forget his love. That its reality would ever come before us. And so he instituted this. I know him. I know who instituted this supper. I know what this supper means because he told us in his truth and faithfulness. And of course, he lives. Uh, Paul, when he was received this of the Lord, the Lord Jesus was glorified and ascended. I know he gave it to the apostles before he died. But Paul is saying here personally, I have received of the Lord, he says. So he has got it direct from Christ himself, from the Lord. And so he lives. I know he lives. Paul knows he lives. I know whom I believed. I can't trust in a dead person. I can't trust in someone who's lying under the power of death and has disintegrated into dust like everybody else. No. I know he lives. Whom I have believed and trust in. I know that he brings to us benefits. And we're reminded of this at the supper. This is my body which is broken for you. It's bringing some benefit. This cup is the New Testament in my blood. He's reminding them of the new covenant. Of all the promises of God. All the forgiveness of sins. All the benefits of the covenant of grace. And he's assuring us of them. All the benefits that he brings in his death. The forgiveness of sins. The resurrection from the dead. The glorification at the end. The grace of the Holy Spirit. The grace and power to live the Christian life. All these benefits of the new covenant. Ratified by his blood. I know. I know he brings these things to us. I know he's the only one who gives us the forgiveness. I know he's the only one who gives us the washing and the covering. I know he's the only one who clothes us with the righteousness. And then he knows that he will return again. Because we do show the Lord's death till he come. He's coming back again. And this is a perpetual supper that will always be in the church of God. Never extinguished always being held by the people of God until the end. And at the end, the Lord comes back again. I know he's coming again. And so he has this confidence, and we hear all of this confidence from Paul's heart as he reads these words of institution to us in these words tonight. So you're so blessed, aren't you? To know him. Oh that we knew him more.